Gentlemen and our friends between and beyond, thank you for joining us for another very special episode of Hook Cooks. I am Mitch, your most magnanimous of monster chefs, and I'm coming to you live from the Kitchen of Creativity as we watch our three chefs prepare not one, not two, but eight crock and bushes in only 60 minutes. Will they manage it? No. No, they will not. But they will cry, and I hear on good authority that that is what cooking show audiences crave. It's not great for comedy podcasts, but... What can you do? How producer demands drama. Uh, my name is Dishbot. Tonight I will be playing the role of Jack. I brought neither crock nor bush. Uh, would one of you guys sort of spot me? If, if that is the... Oh, I got one of those in ample supply. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I am your larder critter, Connor. Grace me up and watch me spin. <laughs> Time to roll up our sleeves for another shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. I am excited, as always I am, to take a pre-prepared prompt from our producer, Vinny, and turn that into a chaotic, compelling, and oftentimes crunchy radio play segment that we call The Plate Up. If you'd like to submit your own prompt in for hookery and or cookery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or reach out to us across the socials with at hook underscore cooks. Speaking of that prompt, chefs slash BFFs, let's get cooking. What are we working with, Mitch? The prompt this evening is Silent Veil. Silent Veil. Silent Veil. Okay. And that's Veil as in, uh, like, face covering, not like the word for a valley. Right. Like, weddings. Like, um, veil Eddie Guerrero. Weddings. Right? It's not like that. No, not like that. Not, not like that specifically. Not like it's just veil a, Eddie a brief op- Just a brief opportunity for me to say Veil Eddie <laughs> Guerrero. That one's for me. Um, so, uh, Silent Veil, tell me, um, this one is kind of a Mm. mysterious, spooky, ooky, kind of Mm. creepy or, or mystic even on the borders of supernatural kind of prompt to me. Um, uh, let's go through your best before yesterday's, your worst thoughts, your first thoughts. What have you got that, um, stinks a little too much to be considered food? Yeah, okay. I will go. Best before yesterday, <clears throat> Silent Veil. The perfect wedding day accoutrement for the bride with ADHD. Nobody wants to wear earpods or noise-canceling headphones on their special day, but neither do you want to be distracted by the sniffling sounds of your weeping grandparents or the soft strains of romantic strings that you did choose, but now you can't stop thinking about better alternatives to cut all that noise out and focus on love with the silent veil available now for only 4.99 and comes in a huge range of colors white off-white semi-white ultra white pale white dark white now increasingly popular hot neon white and that's 499 dollars by the way not 4.99 because it's you know uh okay that is going to affect my budgeting but i've got to shell out for this Mm. veil i love the idea of seeming so elegant and so graceful Meanwhile, underneath the veil, I'm 
you know, getting absolutely fresh and funky to Busta Rhymes. I'm dropping it like it's hot. Uh, I think is yeah. Mm, you've yeah, got your brown focus noise, gray noise I've got on, pink noise, yeah, whatever. On left ear, brown noise, right ear. Um, <laughs> brown noise. It keeps me yeah, slightly. It keeps you balanced. <laughs> it keeps me it keeps regular. regular. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps you too regular, I think. Uh, uh, what a uh, wonderful suggestion! Look, uh, I can't front. I certainly did think of the wedding aisle when I heard "Silent Veil." Uh, Jack, what is your first hmm. thought? Your worst thought? Hit me with that best before yesterday. Alrighty, also wedding themed. So here we go. Silent Veil. Here comes the bride. Wait, wait. I've lost her. This is a code white. I repeat, code white. We have lost the bride. I think she went in the vents. Bride should be treated as hostile and dangerous. Her veil provides her with active camo capabilities. Squad two engaging. Move up, move up. Wait, I think she's above us. (laughs) (laughs) See, yeah. I mean, it's like the predator is getting them. But instead of the predator, it's like bridezilla. Am I right, guys? Am I right, guys? Right, I'm just right, imagining guys. the predator in a lovely white dress pulling it and off, pulling it, it off. Work. Beautiful mm. stuff. Beautiful stuff. I mean, both going for the wedding bells, that look of elegance. Um, Mitch with a much more <laughs> kind of sky mole marketable solution, yeah. and Jack with one that will probably creep into my thoughts as I'm trying to go to sleep, thinking whether or not the bride is above me. Uh, but heading on through uh, from the best before yesterday's, let's head on through to the meat and potatoes, the uh, succulent submissions <laughs> that will have us um, <laughs> eating food. Let's go. Lovely. Let's get it. Silent Veil. The way between the worlds is whisper thin, an opaque window that swallows the sound around it. Nobody knows where it came from, nor where it leaves. Nothing has come through or gone out except every noise in a growing circumference around it. Voices fail, birdsong dies, and when trees fall in the forests, it doesn't actually happen because nobody hears it. With the mind-numbing silence comes the madness. The longest time anyone had spent in the most potent anechoic chamber prior to this was 55 minutes. Now to the audio backdrop of your bones grinding in your body and your blood pumping in your head, dizzy from the lack of reverb your ears use to help you stay upright, you lead a tense and tortured mission to the other side, through the silent veil. Creepy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Real, yeah. It's real like um, very easy job for the plate up. Yeah, we won't even do anything. <laughs> just exactly. Just we'll leave seven and a half minutes of pure. <gasps> oh, we did it! We did it! Yes, we unplugged the big plug. I mean, I like, think you can go very far with like the creepy sounds of like blood pounding in your ears and stuff. But um, you know, true. I mean, I I think it's something that we could make work in an audio medium, and it just you know seemed creepy to me. And anechoic chambers are cool, but they yeah. wake me out. Very yeah, cool. they are very cool. They are horrifying. You are able to pull apart the creepiness of a soundless place uh, near the soundless veil where your bones doth scrape. Jack, what is your meat and potatoes entry for this evening? All right, let's hit it. Silent veil. The forest of Percussia was once a place filled with music. 
Great horned beetles chirped from the bushes, drummer birds sang their songs to the sky, and the noble song wolf watched over all, howling a haunting tune to old Mother Moon. One creature, though, was not a part of the music. Rizzo the mole rat was born deaf, as all mole rats are, and so sought out the wizened spider in its cave so that it might use its ancient magic to help Rizzo join the great song. Unfortunately, the spider is a capricious creature, and that is how the Veil of Silence was placed upon percussion, ending the song forever, unless Rizzo can find a way to break the spider's curse. That's pretty great. As all bull rats are born deaf. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Sorry. Did you say mole rat? Like, like the animal. The, the animal, yes. I thought you said mole rat, like a grungy teenager that hangs wow. out at a mole. What a weird thing. What a weird thing. With, within the context of what I was talking about. I was about. like, okay, Rizzo, wild, yeah, all right. Rizzo the mole rat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stop, man. Spider, get me in on this sick tune. And all mole rats being born deaf makes, like, that thing. <laughs> Just, you yep. must have been very confused throughout. That. Alone, you walk down the halls of that empty mall, my friend Mitchell. <laughs> I, I quite liked uh, the the tale, a uh, woven like a spider's web. Um, it spoke of almost like a um, like a o- almost like a creation myth vibe. Yeah, it was uh, like a nice fairy tale. The spider spoke to the platypus kind of vibe to me, like a dream time kind of vibe to it. What I'd love is. Like what I'm seeing is like mutual causes here. Mm-hmm. Both of you have used silence as the threat, yeah. right? Essentially, silence as the threat. If instead of the phantom veil as a, a portal between dimensions, if it was a web, you know, we're, we're, we've achieved almost the exact same thing. And via the the forest of percussion, we also get the joy of releasing things from silence and then getting to hear them. Which mm. I think is 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 a beautiful quest to go on mm. for an audio adventure. I'm also like just super stoked, apart from the whole mole rat thing, to yeah. learn more about the song wolf because yeah. the song um, wolf. I, I did find myself like my eyes listing up and feeling noble as you spoke. Yeah, the song I got wolf. real um, Princess Mononoke sort of mm. like. We can use some of the like grinding, like and was it anechoic? That is the word, yes. Yes, anechoic chamber stuff. We can use that as some of the like things that happen with Inside the Silence. Um, equally, I like the elevated fantastical threat that this is a world, you know, flooded with song. In terms of a through quest, presently we have one central thing that we want to essentially unplug or undo. We've got to get Rizzo all the way to the spider. I imagine Rizzo is extremely like regretful and yeah. apologetic. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I wanted was like the the silent veil is a bit of like a monkey's paw, right? Like Rizzo just wanted to be a part of this thing that seems so amazing, but they can't access. And and what if they were also then the the people to save it and then in saving it found their place within Within the music. Sure. Yeah. Rizzo's been like running too fast, trying to interact with it. Like they see everyone else interact, interacting with it and it's not working, but they've got to like, you know, slow down, calm down, feel the like sort of. They can make the system really thump. Yeah. Right. Because they're like, that's thumping right. 
yeah. that hits real hard. Yeah. And they're like mole rats, right? Like they're all in the ground and stuff. Yeah. And like, all the other mole rats can come out and they're like feeling it in the ground, yeah, you know? Yeah. Very bass heavy. Yeah. Putting it into the ground and making it thump, you know? Yeah. All right. So I like that Rizzo will eventually have a redeeming arc. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, I'm a curious man with a curious mind. Can you tell me why you named the, the mole uh, Rizzo? Rizzo the rats from uh, The Muppet Show. Rizzo's the, like, uh, Brooklyn accent rat from oh, the, Muppet, Connor. the Muppet Show. A Brooklyn accent. Finally, an <laughs> excuse. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, I, I love this story. Let's work on the arc here. So yeah. we're, um, we, the listener, uh, and their crew, need to find a way to boogie on through to the center of silence and break mm-hmm. the silent veil. Um, the spider, you know, the monkey's paw spider web situation is really cool. I love the idea of the spider isn't like necessarily a bad thing so much as it is like, you know, it's like the monkey's paw, like the monkey's paw is bad, but like, it's kind of on you for wishing for it. Yes. It's more of a lesson than like a punishment. It's, It's just like a function of their archetype. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, so from the spider's perspective, they would be saying, well, why did this happen? Mm. You know, how did we arrive here? Okay. Now you can hear your bones grinding when you move your head. Maybe like that effect is uh, causing groups of monsters to like go mad a little bit. Cool. Right? Like the lack of the song, the lack of music around them is like driving them Matt, so so rather than it being sort of a harmonious environment as it normally is, it becomes a little bit more, um, you know, threatening. Well, you, there's just like more um, division between the the different types of animals. Like you've got to move through the forest, freeing up different different areas or something. Find like me that. a way to justify the silence. Uh, alleviating like from the outside in like in segments Mm. like are we cutting a web you know yeah yeah and i was sort of thinking like maybe like the spider is at the center of the web and like there's a lot you can play with with like webs being like spiders sensing vibrations Mm. in Mm. working in a soundless atmosphere to like defend the place i guess that that is like a central sort of decision that we're going to have to come up with it's like is the spider inherently antagonistic or is it sort of more on the like outside watching you resolve this situation i mean it could be on the inside and still causing this situation in a non-antagonistic way like it's just what's done and like it spills out from that center piece but like the silent veil could take the form of webbing Mm. Um, without it being the spider's fault, necessarily. It's like a fantastical environment, right? Yeah. So I like the idea of it being like, like it's a literal web. Yeah. Right? And this forest, this beautiful forest, is now like covered in web. Yeah. Right? And the de- further you go in, the denser and harder it is to navigate this like web of like, 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 you know, in um the Hobbit, the first of the three perfect movies, um, mm. they've got the forest where they're, it's like all spiders. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, uh, like I'm imagining that being the heart of it. And it's kind of like a problem that gets worse as you go further in. So maybe the animals on the outside, they're like, we've lost our whistle. We can't whistle. But as you go like further in, they literally, you can't hear anything. Like it becomes actually anechoic. Yeah. So like, is the environment filled with web and you can't move through the environment or is it like web over the top? creating it's like, like a, I, i'm not seeing the web as a layer. physical boundary i'm seeing it yeah. in the canopies like yeah. as you walk in yeah. it darkens everything and it becomes quiet because the canopies are completely covered with web yeah. and like it wouldn't be trapping you and putting you in a web it's there to stop sound yeah right yeah. it's like an insulation and, and it would like mean that you go sound, from yeah. cool songbird forest gradually into like haunted forest yeah yeah, that's, that's cool. Really cool. And right. then you like have to get to the middle, break the web, and release the forests. Yeah, it, it, the web is the web itself is tethered to the the heart of the forest, like a tree in the heart of the forest, a, a huge the sequoia, song wolf's heart. Yeah, something. it's the you know it's where the song wolf normally howls, and you just know that the song wolf should be howling, right? Hell, we don't need to. If we've got the spider in the middle, we can make that the ultimate resolution. Um, and we can make the song wolf the, you know, end of the second act, second to last kind of resolution, if you like. Mm-hmm. And that way we've got a few things to play with. So we start the edge of the forest. Rizzo is like, you need to come with me. I need help to do this. Yeah, You can hear me here. Well, obviously he's deaf. He's probably found a way to sign or communicate other. Uh-huh. But um, he comes to you and contacts you. We need to get into the forest. Like the reason nobody's talking in there is because the silence has happened. You know, let's say Rizzo has escaped and it's taken Rizzo like two weeks to escape from the actual event happening. Yeah. Right. And it's a recent thing. And that like, it's an important forest to the people of Percussia or whatever. The the heart of Percussia is its forest. Mm-hmm. And you're on the outskirts of the forest. You've got to work your way in. Um, can we learn more about the listener and their crew? Like who are, who are we in this situation? Yeah, I mean, are we all mole rats? Are we mole rats? Mole rats. The listener (laughs) and their crew are all grungy teenagers that hang out at a mole who were born deaf. I will be the sequel. As all teenagers are. Hanging out at moles, these awful teenage mole rats. I, um, I don't know if all of us being mole rats is the funnest option. I think Rizzo's story being about Rizzo makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I think in this situation, just rapid fire, let's just come up with some animals and instrument combinations as an example yep. of the kind of thing that we could do for a moving party in this story. Mitch, go. Yes. Uh, bassoon snake. Oh, Jack, you, did. you go. You want me to go now? You, now it's you, yes? <laughs> now it's my turn? <laughs> you have to be the one who goes now, yes? All I can think of is trumpet elephant. That's gonna work in in a forest. I feel feel like that's some of the lowest hanging animal (laughs) instrument fruit that you could possibly go for. It's a violin cricket. A cricket that plays the violin. A cricket that plays the violin. Fine, I like it. Um, keyboard crocodile. The forest (laughs) again. I think if if you get keyboard crocodile, then I get trumpet elephant. (laughs) Uh, So your your problem is okay. I didn't think about locale. Yeah. Forest. Mm, let's go with a orangutan with symbols. Very cool. I yeah. love that. 
Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. In terms of Rizzo, could we make the listener Rizzo? Yeah. No, I I think that's sort of like what I was thinking with this. Yeah, okay. it's, it's sort of more of a, a singular focus, which is right. not exactly okay. what we always do, but... um. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, the start okay. and end of, of Rizzo's story. So let's just try and figure out what the middle is. Uh, we are Rizzo. You are Rizzo. I still like some of the stuff that we've come up with so far. Like the idea that um, maybe you're like seeking out other members of the band and okay. like the 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 instruments that they're playing, or, like the the like crazed uh, creatures playing the instruments can be those. Uh, those characters that we came up with before. So let's yeah. imagine that we come across a cymbal banging orangutan. Um, how do we stop it from going caca? <laughs> or if uh, it's already going caca, how do we heal it? Yeah. That is a great question, it's a really Connor. Good question. And I really think that since you came up with such a great question, yeah. uh, it would be really noble of you to also come up with a great answer. Right. What if maybe it's you know Rizzo goes with their friend up up a like mountain, right to to find a different member of the band, and they realize like rocks knocking against each other. They can feel that percussive element, and then as they move to a different location, something similar happens where they like feel vibrations within the environment, like maybe like vines or something. Yeah. They feel vibrations. Yeah, in vines that's and a great like one. That. Right. So so. Rizzo encounters the 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 first creature, and the first creature is like mad for lack of music, right? The, the, the yeah. reason these animals have gone mad is because music is gone, and they used to use their natural sounds for music, but none of the sounds they're making sound like music anymore, yeah. you know? And so you come across the orangutan, and it's like bashing a rock on the ground and as the as Rizzo to calm it down you would pick up a rock and start doing a beat yeah and the orangutan starts following the beat and it starts feeling better and the the purple haze fades from its yeah. eyes and it yeah. and it's like that's oh cool. okay i love percussion and that's what i'm about and then you find another creature that's like tortured chaotic string sounds are coming from a a a, a, a clutter of vines and it sounds like awful discordant disharmony and you would need to come in and like tighten the vines yep. so it, there's vibration feel and once that sonically is clean that animal again is freed from the madness that was like so it would be about a, a Rizzo going through and fixing the music so that it's sonically correct again yeah i i guess to like the point of it being a veil of silence it could yes. be for the with the monkey example, right? Yep. They're slamming a rock against the ground. They can't hear anything. Rizzo can feel the vibrations, and then calms them down and lets them feel it too. So the yeah. the animals start to get this sense that Rizzo has also of the music within the vibrations. And then ultimately, for the woodwind, it could be a pipe so big that you have to travel through it and like clear it. Yeah, you know, it could be a, a massive pipe organ of hollow logs yeah. that sounds wrong, and you have to like go into the pipes and clear them. Yeah, right? clear them it out. Sounds wrong, and you can cool. figure out where it's at with the wind. The wind specifically yeah. through them in certain ways. Get the snake to like block the holes and stuff. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that sort of thing. I know that we don't need to put a pin on it entirely, but that helps me. That helps me too. Yeah, M meaning that we finally arrive at the spider. What instrument is the spider playing? Slide guitar. It's kind of sick. 
moving like it moves its like leg along the web and that makes like slide guitar noises is how I I really like it. the idea of the spider <laughs> sitting at the center of the web and going like <laughs> like sliding its legs out from the center like you walk in and it's like anechoic like we've said and then you round the corner and it sees you and then it's like and it's like deafeningly loud because it's the entire web structure that you're in now yeah and the spider's like, did you learn your lesson? <laughs> okay, I think we have, like, most of the stuff that we would need to approach a side salad. Could we yeah. get a little greenery in the mix? Let's do it. Uh, side salad section of the show where uh, we take a prompt that's being prepared by my mom. Uh, and we, we roll, up. they're all sort of arranged on a big board here. We're going to roll the dice, see what we get. I haven't seen these before, so it's completely random. Here we go. Booting. Oh, okay. A toxic cloud approaches. A toxic cloud approaches. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's something with like toxic and the like poison of a spider, right? Like, is it, is that, is it rather than it, I do really like that it's webs. Yeah. And then like the, that, like if we if the spider's poison is the toxic that, I mean, it really pushes the spider into a much more antagonistic position. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, like I, I think the, like the corruption of the silence being, what about uh, to, to, to meet in the middle here, just so that we're not taking the easy exit and just mm. saying the silence is the toxic stuff. Let's kind of merge that idea with the approaches angle and say that this is spreading, right? Mm-hmm. We'll say that the mm. issue is not just the forest. If this isn't dealt with, the whole world will be covered in this web. I, that was sort of like the motivating factor in my initial meat and potato yeah. thing is that the silence was spreading so i'm well bring happy. it on back that grindy bone crunchy blood pumpy uh, meat and potatoes we'll bring it on back and we'll get that that threat that expanding threat that toxic cloud now toxic i'd love to be able to get a bit more in there in terms of like hinting at the biochemical poison of things i know that making the spider no no bad is not going to work. Is there a way that we could show some kind of deteriorating quality to this silent smoke? I mean, it it makes people mad the longer they're in it and the more yeah. silent it is. Like, is that not deteriorative enough? I mean, it feels like, if you think about the de- definition of toxic... What if we just, <laughs> when you have it, your lips go black and they have those like black veins that happen when you've been mm. you know, done a poison on in a movie? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe yeah, movie, like movie madness. tongue black <laughs> on the um, web slide guitar in the center. The Ooh. spider plays a lovely rendition of Britney Spears's classic "Toxic." Toxic. Yeah, That's yeah. I don't know if we're gonna find a slide guitar version of Britney Spears's "Toxic," but if it's out there, I would love to Ooh. include it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something to do with the like internet cloud? <laughs> 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 it's, it's messing up the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I like yeah. the idea of it uh, being a, a generally silencing cloud of toxic, corruptive energy that's spreading. It is spreading. Um, it allows for some visual 
clarity to be restored to the characters who free themselves of madness. Mm -hmm. You know, they look more charming and friendly and happy and they're no longer the purple, black, vile, spewing blood ape, but they are instead your friend, Curious George. Curious George, the the monkey. Uh, And maybe it could be like sort of affecting the environment as well you've got like like pools mm. of poison and like it's serious stuff that's true i i think um i like the idea of the nature itself um being like torn up in a certain mm. way in fact i'd like the like how do we how do we show that nature is being corrupted um without just like making everything rot mm black kind of tongues and mouths yeah yeah every all the trees mouths the mouths on black. every tree um i think i think we do just lean into like black corruption it's a black yeah. poison in the veins of the trees you can see it in the leaves once you purify the music of that area you see an improvement in the area it just gives you a little bit of feedback to be like yes yeah, this is how you, you can fix this i problem. mean other like classical sort of environmental corruption stuff is like like vines and like brambles like overgrowth and thickets and like like sort of bramble know, and yeah nasty wheat plant stuff yeah Wait. Weeds. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we, you know, and, and maybe it can just be like, like they become like ashen and pale and wasted away or something. Mm. I don't know. You know, because it's like it would be blocking the sunlight, right? This web as well or? Sure. Everything is like sickly and pallid and weak and there's brambles and all the natural nastiness that we can summon um, okay, I like that. I like the idea of music restoring some natural viv, uh, verve and vigor to the area around. I don't think it would completely revitalize the area. I just think that like you'd see a couple of flowers stand back up and you'd be like, mm. okay, that's the that's how we f- solve this yeah, in the end. It's progress, but not resolution. And then when you finally do get to the spider in the middle playing the slide guitar, they're like, all right, are you ready to play? And then you right? battle the bands of the spider. Well, you play with them, right? Yeah. That's, that's what cool. they've taught you is to be a part of the song. Yeah. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. That's cool. It yeah. is. I, I mean, the, the idea that the spider is spreading this toxic cloud. It's a monkey's paw. They didn't spread it. Yeah. Okay. You, it, it's uh, just, do you blame the genie for Midas's touch? No, I'm, no, a little I'm bit, yet. kind of though. <laughs> like, a, like it's like it's shared, you know. Yeah. One person doesn't have to be guilty. There can be multiple sources. Of- yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo is to blame. <laughs> Rizzo, Rizzo did that <laughs> goof on this one and by with just that, going let's to the spider. Pick a scene. Moving right along, we're going to pick a scene to head on in through to the plate up. Uh, in terms of a scene, what are we thinking about? Which of these these encounters um, do we want it to be? The moment where the the they play with the the slide guitar specialist spider. The moment of the curse itself. Do you want the encounter with the first percussive primate? What's your uh, thinking? Monkey banger rock. Uh, monkey banger rock. rock. Um, I'm I'm pretty open to. Both the slide, like the first maybe meeting with the slide guitar before, like and like finishing the scene with like, are you ready to play? Uh, I also do like the like the start 
of the curse spreading. I think that that could be really like could be quite interesting, mm. but it's very like environmental. It doesn't really focus on Rizzo's story so much. Okay, to so, to know, your point, um, Monkey Banger Rock, very fun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hard to think about nine hundred words of Monkey Banger Rock. <laughs> what what I will say. What we could do is if we did approaching the spider for the first time, yeah. our last part would be spider monologue, are you ready to play? Our middle bit could be the anechoic chamber symptoms, right? There could be a layer before you get to the boss where it's pure anechoic chamber and you can really go to town with all of that bone crunching, head pumping, like that mm-hmm. stuff before the slide guitar shatters the pure silence, yeah. right? And then Sounds we have a little bit like oh, trepidation entering the center of the web, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be like you've managed to collect your band. You stand at the gate, you know, and then yeah. so it'd be entering anechoic chamber and then the spider telling you what's up. Are you ready to play? Yeah. I, I, like, think, that? I, I like that a lot. I think the other option is like um, Rizzo like starting the curse, right? Like oh, I thought for sure you were going to say Monkey Banger Rock. Monkey Banger Rock. <laughs> yeah. Monkey Banger Rock is the third option. Yeah. Um so you get like uh like the forest before and after. Uh, only reason I have an issue with that is like I, I we'd have to like do it kind of like story time instead mm. of in res because yeah. uh, Rizzo would communicate a lot with like sign language and Yeah, true. Yeah. No, I yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. like I like the end anyway. Like you get the big spider. It's pretty cool. All right, cool. Well, with uh, our wonderful web woven, let's spin on through to the thwip plate up. Spider. Towards the center of the forest, newly discovered bandmates in tow, the destruction wrought by the spider's toxic webs becomes more and more evident. Prickly, viney bushes surround you, tearing at you as you push your way through them. Ominous, glowing mushrooms noiselessly puff spores into the surrounding air, and the silence grows, a burdensome weight on all of your spirits. You drag yourself forwards, head down, and almost crash into monkey's back as they stop suddenly. Peering around their shoulders, you see why. Before you hangs a shimmering veil of web, sectioning off the deepest parts of the forest. It shimmers with a sinister magic, and you know, should you choose to step past it, the force of the silence will become almost unbearable. You look at each of your bandmates in turn, Monkey, the devil on the drums, Grasshopper, the virtuosic violinist, and Snake, who plays a bassoon that's like the same size and shape as its body, man. Then there's you, Rizzo. A couple of days ago, you couldn't imagine finding yourself in this situation. You're in the band. You've found your part in the music and taught these other animals a little something of the song as well. You're ready, ready to brave the veil to find the spider and ask it to return the music to the forest. You take a deep breath and step forward. 
the silence poisoning the forest was heavy before. Now, you can feel it in the air. Every step you take forward feels like you're moving through a swamp. You feel the blood pumping through your veins. Your heart pounds a frenetic tattoo against your chest. Each footfall brings the grind of ankle joints clicking and crashing together as your bones move. Beside you, one of your bandmates vomits silently. Another stumbles, falls, and hits the ground. You barely feel the vibration. The silence is terrible for you, but it's not entirely unfamiliar. For them, so unaccustomed to quiet, it is torture. You could press on. You're so close now. But you don't want to go on alone. This whole mess started because you didn't want to be alone. Strands of web as thick as tree trunks absorb every decibel of sound as you help your friends to find their feet. You support them through the silent storm. Your feet force a percussive beat through the ground, giving them something to focus on other than the slick, slithering sounds of their internal organs. You help them to push back the madness to fight the incomprehensible quiet. Only you could do this. Only you can get close enough to the center of the web and remain sane. You press on, parting the sticky web strands which hang from the pallid canopy above, and see it. A big spider. Larger than you, and larger than it was when you made that wish, as if it has fed on the glut of music and magic sucked through its web. The silence grows painful now. Your ears ring and you feel blood drip from your mole rat nose. You can feel your eye jelly blurble and squinch. It is a feeling to haunt your nightmares. Still, you press on until the spider moves. After swimming through that pure silence, that single, spectacularly sonorous sliding bass note hits you with such sonic force that your knees relent to the reverberation and you collapse to the ground. The rest of the band writhes, vaunting aloud for all the good their cries do in the sonic ocean that now swallows them. Each of them grips tight their hands on their ears, but for you, the sound flows through you. The sliding note of hellish intensity continues, but slowly you find once more your footing. Through those feet you feel the sliding scale of the spider's string, the falling octaves of the boundlessly bassy web. Your tolerance for the vibrations has grown. You stride forward, your vision blurred from the ferocity of the sound waves, your jaw rattling, your blood pressure peaking and falling. And then the note ends. Silence once more. But not the horrid silence you had felt when entering, no. Instead it was simply quiet Rizzo the spider sits above you all at the center point of a glistening web that despite the darkness of this dark heart sparkles and gleams with silver light it speaks to you you'd forgotten how beautiful it was how elegantly it moved 
When you first came to me, you asked to be part of the song. All others have joined you in silence. Have you not received your boon? You shake your head solemnly. You fall to your knees and bow in a reverent plea. The spider sees this as it sees all in Pakasha, and its many moonlit eyes gleam in approval. Perhaps there's hope for you yet, you, your band. You cast your eyes back to the motley crew, recollecting themselves and preparing their instruments. 4-4, four, four. G major, double time, nothing fancy. I want chill, no frills. They low at first, swell, then punchy. I want Fred sliding, hats riding. Got it? You nod, shakily. Then let's play. A musical plate up, a very uh, sonic episode that we've uh, mm-hmm. gone through, uh, managing to weave silence into our audio format. Mm. How good. <laughs> Nailed it. How good. Well, uh, with that uh, d- delicious dish prepared once more for our ravenous listener, uh, we can say that it is uh, happily uh, the end of our shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. Thank you for joining us. If you do have a prompt of your own that you'd like us to turn into an episode, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or use at hook underscore cooks for the socials. Yes, and if you enjoyed the meal we created this episode, why not share the love? This is the real call to action you've all been waiting for, and Jack especially has been waiting for for a couple of months now. So please tell your friends, spread us on the socials like butter on bread, and of course, join us, the Hook Cooks, midday tomorrow, Heathrow Airport, for a live and uncut flash mob of this episode, Silent Veil. (laughs) (laughs) You got the call to action bit in there this time, which I think is definitely an improvement. Thank you to Halisna for our opening theme, Sailing Away. And, of course, thank you to Jack's mum for the side salad. Thanks, mum. I'm Connor, your larder critter. My name is Jishba, and tonight I have played the role of Jack. And I am Mitch, the monster chef. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Are we happy, boys? Yes. that again do that to me one more time let's just get that clean on tape hit that one more time don't make me say it again let's just get that clean on tape let's have that one more time what you just said please that's one more time okay okay <laughs>
wrap it up before you clap it up. That's a wrap.